This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, is making its way to Denver June 21st to the 23rd. How would you like to come to AFCON 2010 and not pay a single penny? AFCON 2010 presents the AFCON 2010 Fully Free Experience Sweepstakes. Go to AFCON2010.com sweepstakes. You can win round-trip airfare, a three-night stay at the Hyatt Regency Convention Center Hotel, and VIP access to all sessions, exhibits, and WebmasterRadio.fm's affiliate bash. All you have to do is sign up now at AFFCON2010.com slash sweepstakes. Be one of the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st to the 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. Opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondy. And once again, welcome to Inboxed Radio. This is, of course, the April 10th show, 2010, and the title of our show today is is called is walmart the good the bad or just ugly we'll get to the bottom of that here in just a moment we've got a great great show planned for you if you just joined us for the first time i am the big fabu i'm john fondy and i welcome you to go to our website that's inbox to radio that's i n b o x e d radio.com we've got a chat room there we invite you to jump into that chat room <clears throat> And uh, go ahead and post up some questions, and uh, we'll get those questions answered live on the air from our experts. And if we do take your question, answer it live on the air, we'll go ahead and send you out a brand new uh, limited edition inboxed radio hat. And uh, let me tell you, they are looking good. Also, if you are just joining us, you can also pop on over to the webmasterradio.fm site. They've got a chat room there. That chat room is being monitored by Brasco, who's dialing in the ones and twos for us to be back in the studio. And of course, Anthony. Anthony Alice is taking care of the technical workforce out here in the palatial green room inside the XY7 compound where we have the uh, Inbox Radio studio. And we got a great show for you today, as always. And the great thing about it is, um, you know, sometimes I get the show done, um, I get the show done a little bit early, and sometimes I wait till, uh, till really kind of the last minute. We've got last minute guests uh, calling in. And, uh, and t- today's a today's a great opportunity for that because we got a great show. And we're going to talk a little bit, of course, uh, with Darren Babin, and he's going to talk to us about uh, Afcon uh, 2010, which is taking place in Denver. And, and if you haven't heard of this event, then you really need to kind of crawl out from under your rock and dust yourself off because this is becoming the event of the year. So we're going to talk with uh, Darren a little bit about that. And uh, we've got an industry rock star that's going to be joining us. His name is Dennis Yu, and uh, we're going to talk about local marketing and some of the 
the tools that Dennis has created to help the local market. Because typically, we use a lot of these big name, these big baller tools that we have out there, but they're for the national campaigns. And he's rocked this uh, world down to the local level. And he's going to tell us how he does it and how people can get involved. And of course, uh, our standby, a regular on the show from the uh, Internet Law Center, uh, overlooking the crystal clear shores of Santa Monica. Bennett Kelly is going to be with us today. And we're going to talk a little bit about the economy. I mean, you know, the economy affects everything that we do, particularly in the advertising market. So we're going to delve down a little bit and get some roundtable discussion from uh, the Click Father, from Bennett Kelly, um, also from uh, from Dennis, a little bit about the the economy. We're going to draw some things uh, kind of in tune. And this is not uh, a partisan thing we're going to talk about. It's just the economy in general, because I don't care whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, uh, you know, whatever your, your party may be, whatever your race may be, whatever your gender may be, this is affecting all of us in one way or another. So we want to make sure that we get input from, uh, from everybody and see what we can do on our side of the fence. But speaking about a guy that never sits on the fence. He's always uh, always got a decision that can be made and makes it with vigor and glee. Of course, I'm talking about the click father, Kevin DiVincenzi. Kevin, how are you doing today? John, I'm doing great. Doing absolutely wonderful. Well, I must say your microphone sounds absolutely perfect today. Awesome. That's great. Look, it's going to be a great day, huh? Yeah, it is, and and uh, you know we're we're talking a little bit uh, with Darren Babin about uh, Avcon uh, 2010, but we're also going to talk a little bit about ad tech that uh, we're going to be busting out of here at the end of next week, heading up to San Francisco, and we got yeah, some, and some actually, great. Avcon is doing a little private uh, boat thing with us too that I guess Darren can touch on. Yeah, we can touch on, on that a little uh, bit. Of course, yeah, everybody that's on the show, I want to remind everybody about, uh, we want to be real careful about interrupting each other because when you do interrupt, it just basically mutes everybody out and we and nobody can hear anything on the show. So uh, that's kind of a little trick that we'll let everybody know because of the way that we're um, we're set up here. So kind of uh, clear your throat if you want to talk and uh, make sure everybody kind of takes that air timer and turns it over. And of course, yes, I am talking to you, Dennis. Anyway. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, and we there, hey, we've got some great too, things planned uh, for pretty much tech, All you heard uh, last week uh, was... I'm, I'm sorry, say it again, please. Oh, I said I could get Richter back on the phone and him and I could go back at it. And all you would hear is the same thing as last week. was like, like all, all noise. But oh, you know, that, after that, that show, so Johnny did convince me to do that walk. So I am doing the 40-mile walk. Myself, my friend James, and Rihanna are all doing it uh, in June. So it worked. Yeah, what, 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 he convinced us. What we're referring to is um, um, is uh, Missy Ward has gra- got, grabbed some of the affiliates and they put together an affiliate team and they're doing a 40 mile walk um, that's in Chicago and uh, it's to support uh, breast cancer awareness uh, through the Avon Group. Hey Kevin, that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty tough. You you better kind of start start walking. You realize that's what 13 miles a day? Yeah, no, no, John. It's a 40 mile walk in two days, so it's 20 miles a day. 20 miles a day, so so it literally is almost a marathon a day. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm a natural walker anyway, and I've uh, I've committed to working about an hour on the uh, elliptical every day, and I've done it now, you know, for three straight days. Uh, you know, so it's, that's a feat by itself. Um, so I'm going to try and walk anywhere between four and five miles a day just on the elliptical, and then I've got the treadmill, as most people know, in my office now, too, with the computer hooked up, so I can put another two or three miles a day there at a slower pace. So I'm... I'm I'm not concerned at all. I'm sure I will. Uh, I'll get it in in, uh, in in great fashion, and it's also it's not a race. And I'm sure I will uh, cut quite a few business deals. And if it doesn't work with the walking partner I'm with, I'll just move on to the next guy. 
Well, <laughs> in some parts of Chicago, you may have to run. But yeah, uh, I thought about that too. I actually thought I might, uh, I might, you know, wear some some of my very famous jewelry and you know, and <laughs> give me some motivation to run through. <laughs> This is the fastest we've ever seen anybody run this marathon, and it was a walk. <laughs> there you go. Hey, well, listen, it gives me great pleasure now to uh, to bring to the show uh, not only a friend of the show, I'm talking about uh, Darren Babin of uh, AFCON 2010. Darren, welcome to the show. How are you today? Doing, doing well, John. Glad, glad to be back. Um, well, hey, listen. I wanted to have you on the show because it's before we know it, uh, the uh, you know the affiliate Afcon uh, 2010 is going to be taking place. Let's talk a little bit about uh, before we get into this year's show. Let's talk about uh, about what uh, what took place and why you decided to start this convention and talk about the inaugural one that took place last year in Denver. Uh, you know, look, we we um, we wanted to get our feet wet in the convention business, and um, you know, we we began this, um, y- you know, our efforts at it a year ago. We learned a lot over the course of a year, and um, entering into 2010, um, you know, heck, we're creative types. We really wanted to, you know, expand. Uh, the horizons of what we saw the show's capacity to be. Uh, we're undergoing a a brand um, that that um, we've rolled out called Afcon2010.com, and um, soon you will see um, some of the fruits of our labor uh, at AffiliateTradeShow.com. Um, we've got a lot in the works right now that's really going to help um, extend the reach uh, on a daily basis, uh, as well as when we get down, you know, kind of in in the nitty gritty, you know, at at the individual shows themselves. So we're looking to to really do a lot more this year with um, with a bigger vision with what Webmaster Radio does within the affiliate marketing community. Hey, well, great. Uh, t- again, the one thing I noticed that uh, that we saw last year, a lot of uh, a lot of newcomers to the industry showed up there because you've really got a talented panel of speakers. Uh, same thing coming up this year. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think uh, one of the really interesting um, panels that I can't wait to see. We do have Representative Jack Palmer who was one of the co-sponsors of the bill, the the affiliate tax bill in, in Colorado. So if people, you know, show up with, you know, tomatoes and stones, you know, God forbid. But th- this ought to be, you know, one hell of, you know, a panel. I, I'm very excited to see this. Uh, Dush Ramachanan is going to be back from ClickBank, of course, our platinum sponsor we we appreciate the, those guys uh of course the click father is going to be speaking as well um you know when when kevin actually you know like opens up his mind and he just lets it go um you know it's kind of like it's kind of like that old commercial you know everybody just stops and you know listens and uh so okay i i hear that kevin i hear that uh, but but Kevin does. Kevin Kevin commands uh, an amazing audience. He's going to be speaking. Uh, there, there's a, a a wonderful lineup of panelists. And again, we are 
continuing to diversify the education to the point that now on the 23rd, uh, we have um, search engine strategies coming in, and search engine strategies is programming a day long's worth of advanced training, and then right alongside of it, David Satella from Clicks Marketing is doing an all day advanced pay per click training seminar, and there's going to be several others that 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 we're going to have scheduled on that third day. Um, so people who who want to like take it to the next next level really can you know we we've made it free for them to get there uh we're, we've given them two days of education for those that want to take it one step further we we're bringing in the experts from all over the country to really help them take that next step well that's good talk about uh, la uh how did the la show turn out for you this year la was fun uh la was you know had such a unique feel about it um i i, I gotta tell you I, you know uh, sigi from friend finder you know walked up to me and he said you know hey darren listen i gotta tell you not the biggest show in attendance and we know this it's it's our second trade show you know um but what he said to me next was it just blew my mind he said this has been the most profitable show for me ever and i've known sagi for years <laughs> and so for me and i heard that repeatedly from from numerous people so you know, it made me feel good that the, you know, the quality of, of people that were on the floor, they were there to do business. And, you know, I think, you know, we just came back from Search Engine Strategies. I, I think, you know, December leading into, you know, the, the you know, this year, um, this, this first quarter, it's it's kind of like throwing you know fish food back in the tank and and there's that feeding frenzy again which really feels good in the space um you know i i think you know the one thing that we're going to be talking a lot about at afcon is is going to be the you know the affiliate tax law that's the one thing that really is on the tip of every everybody's tongue so there, there, there's a lot of really good going on, but at the same time, you know, the industry needs to kind of band together, kind of like everybody did in Colorado, because Colorado, the, the, the folks in Colorado really did an amazing job at helping to educate the legislators regarding what, 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 what they were writing. So that, that's, that's really, I think, going to be a, a big focus at this coming show. Well, Darren, and I wanted to, to make, I mean, the, the PMA, I actually went to the uh, seminar at, in, in L.A. at, at your show, uh, and the PMA uh, shed quite a bit of light, actually, on, uh, on the issue back, back then as well. Um, the other point I wanted to make was, I, as you know, I know a lot of the advertisers that advertised at the last show. Uh, they were all very, very, very happy. You know, I know, uh, you know, Mike from In Demand, um, who happens to be coming out here tomorrow, was, uh, you know, said it was one of his best shows. That you know, he signed up so many different emailers and got to meet so many people. So, although you know, 
you said the attendance wasn't there. It was still, it was intimate, yet it was great. And, and you're a great presenter, and you, you're out of the box, which, which, as you know, I appreciate and love. Um, so your, your, uh, your final, uh, well, it was the, the question and answer with beers was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and, and it just, uh, it, it provokes thought, and it provokes people just letting the guard down and being able to actually be people and say, okay, how can we do business? I mean, we... Uh, we definitely uh, really enjoyed it. I was so happy that we came out there, and we uh, we ended up. It was actually a very very profitable show for us as well. We weren't even you know um, exhibiting uh, just because we closed. You know, without me disclosing much, we closed a very very big social advertiser there on, on, a, on an amazing deal, and we're working with them right now. So it, it was it worked for everybody. Loved it. I, I can't wait for the next one. I, I, I'm I'm excited, and of course, you know, always always glad to have the XY7 crew, you know, around because. You guys, you guys always keep us on our toes. We love you. Thanks, buddy. It is a big thing. So that we get cleared this time with Denver Police, that we can have a poker game. <laughs> well, we'll definitely be having a conversation about it. There you go. That and my daughter hey. Central Deal Blackjack again. Your choice. No doubt. No doubt. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for having me on, and Darren, uh, so much. you guys have a great show. All right, we'll see you on the boat on Monday, Darren. You got it. All right, buddy. All right, talking with Darren Babin of AvCon uh, 2010. It's going to be an icon, and uh, that uh, takes place uh, in June, June 21st to the 23rd in Denver, Colorado. The Colorado Convention Center, you might want to jump on there and get your tickets and get there early because it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Speaking of fun, coming up right after the break, we're going to uh, get down and dirty with Dennis Yu. He was also out here in the palatial compound of XY7. We're going to talk about why he was here, what he's got cooking, and how it can apply to you in the local market. For Inbox Radio, I'm the Big Fabu, tossing it back to Brasco. We'll be right back right after this. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inbox will return after this. It's what's in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, as, or maybe. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up as a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. You can come to the state of the art tracking. Where to the start? You can do it a couple ways. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. 
the WordPress Community Podcast, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to Inbox Radio. Uh, that's I N B O X E D Radio.com. If you want to check out uh, our website, there's a chat room in there, so you can uh, jump on there and ask some questions of our experts here. We'll try to get to those questions. And of course, if your question is read and answered on the air, we'll send you a brand new uh, custom limited edition Inbox Radio hat. And they're looking great. In fact, I just put an order in uh, today uh, for another group of them. We'll have those in uh, up in uh, San Francisco at AdTech. So if you're a fan of the show, Stop by our booth and uh, and uh, see if you can be in contention for one of those uh, inboxed radio hats. Um, a lot of great excitement going on here at the XY7 compound. We had a, a convention. Um, here inside the compound to roll out a couple of new products that we're introducing here in the local market via um, Rapid Response Marketing's local advertising agency, which is called Ad Boutique. And of course, one of our featured uh, keynote speakers at that event was Dennis Yu. And Dennis is a speaker. He speaks before groups of thousands. And so we really felt uh, really fortunate that Dennis and his crew came out to talk with us. And of course, it gives me great pleasure to uh, welcome to our show the rock star of the industry, Dennis Yu. Welcome, Dennis. Thanks for having me. And so you are you travel more than Waldo does. Where are you at in the, right now? Today I'm in Las Vegas, and later this week we'll be in Palo Alto for meetings with Facebook, and then back in Vegas again, and then in a week and a half to Sydney, Australia for SMX Sydney, then two days later to Hong Kong for a two-day conference we're putting on with SEO Moz and another two-day internet marketing conference in Singapore, and then back to the States, meetings in Seattle, then back here in Vegas, then Palo Alto, and then back to Denver, where I live. That's the next three weeks. <laughs> wow. Hey, wow. Have okay. you been home yet since the last time you've seen you? <laughs> it's a distinction to probably fly more miles than anyone else, but I don't think it's a good thing necessarily. Hey, that's true. Hey, are you going to be in town Thursday or Friday in, in Vegas? I will. We can get together. Yeah, let's get together. Let's get together on Friday and uh, throw down some chow and just then bust this deal open. Of course, talking about um, uh, what you're doing for for ad boutique in the local market. Let's talk a little bit about uh, about what you're able to do for for companies in their local market. That's a real tricky animal, but you seem to have perfected. Let's talk about that a little bit. So first off, I want to thank XY7 Ad Boutique and. Rapid Response Marketing, the parent company, for inviting us out to this seminar. And it's great to see the folks that were there. We had a wide range of businesses from maybe the local UPS stores to a politician to several politicians, judges, real estate agents, folks who were selling products. And small businesses typically don't have the kind of power that big guys do when it comes to radio, TV, mass marketing, professional internet marketers, and what we've worked on, and it's taken us a couple of years and a lot of engineering to build, and this is why we're so excited to work with Ad Boutique, is templates that these businesses can use to actually deliver traffic. There's a lot of guys out there who sell these templates like, oh, you know, build your website for five bucks, but it doesn't create conversion because they don't know how to target local, because they don't know how to tie in Facebook into this. And with these new clients that we've been working with, with Ad Boutique, 
we're very excited about what we can do. For example, there's a politician, he's a judge, and he wants to hit certain areas in Las Vegas for his constituency. Well, we, as professional marketers, the folks who are on the show, we understand how to do that kind of targeting, but how do you do that in mass where thousands of small businesses, right? You've got to build pre-made campaigns. You need systems that know how to, for example, talk to AdWords or talk to Facebook to be able to adjust these campaigns. You can't, I mean, if you've got five or 10 campaigns, you can do those manually, but when you have a whole bunch, at some point you need some amount of automation, and that's what we're happy to be working on, and this has been just a wild ride. So the example of this judge, you know, we can target the people who are fans of his competitor, and that is more effective than billboards. It's more effective than even regular PPC, right? We're doing this on Facebook. There's this whole new world, right? Facebook is 25 to 30% of U.S. impression-based traffic, and because it's so early, it, especially with a lot of the other guys who've been shut down because Facebook's been you know, clamping down, it's just a wide-open, wild opportunity, and... You know, seeing what Ad Boutique has and the resources they bring and then us on the back end, it's, it's just going to be wide open for another year, I think. Yeah, Dennis, I Especially asked this question to Scott Richter last week. I'm gonna, um, to click father, I'm going to propose it to you as well. Um, you just spoke about Facebook shutting down a lot of accounts. What What is your feeling towards that, just your personal feeling? And I know you're about to go out there, so you're going to probably be very politically correct. <laughs> But what do you think the game plan is? You know, the rhyme or reason, in my estimation, they shut down about $8 million in spend per week, um, you know, and w- w- without much uh, much warning and, and some accounts and some people that were... I'm sorry? It, yeah, Kevin, so there's kind of a gray area here. There are folks who are selling things that at one end of the spectrum are very misleading and even potentially illegal. Then at the far other end of the spectrum are brand advertisers who have a solid reputation the folks that you find who are selling brands in the supermarket, the convenience store, the you know, entertainment company, the musician, those guys. And then in the middle, there are folks who are selling products where it really is sort of a judgment call on whether we think that that's good advertising. So certain kinds of gambling affiliates, certain kinds of health care, sure, health-related sure. items, it, it could go either way depending on what they are. And Facebook has taken the stand. They've been very clear that they're amazingly not as interested in revenue as they are with growing the user base because they've seen what's happened to MySpace and they don't want to go down that path. As much as Facebook dominates in the U.S., you know they're not number one in every country. They're not number one in Russia. They're not number one in Korea. They're not number one in China. They have a long way to go to hit number one. Right. Amazingly. So they want to do what's right from the user's experience. And when you have guys that are doing things that are on the black side of things or dark gray that are saying, hey, free tickets on Southwest Airlines, but it wasn't Southwest sure, Airlines that but, was but Dennis, but the point does has to be made as well is legitimate advertising. Um, they're hold saying it, hold it. they need to increase What's the that? user experience or enhance the user experience. Isn't that on them to do to do so? And what I mean by that, it shouldn't be uh, uh, the onus shouldn't be on the advertiser. And number two, my second point would be, shouldn't they teach their compliance and their ad review department to review things uh, more efficiently and more effectively so that people can't slam in a 1,000 ads and 200 out of the 1,000 do get approved and those are the ones that are not there? I mean, I just think that they're shifting the blame and just blanketing a whole bunch of people, some of them very legitimate marketers. I mean, I just, you know, I said it last week on the show. I have a friend of mine in the industry, 30 people he had to lay off because they banned his accounts and this guy wasn't doing anything wrong. That is absolutely so it's, it's, true. What's, and what's unfortunately, that? with Facebook's situation, 
you have a little bit of this guilty until proven innocent. Sure, yes. And if you think about it, right, for anyone who has kids in the audience, if you've got a two-year-old, how sophisticated is a two-year-old? You tell your two-year-old, hey, don't gnaw on the carpet, or hey, don't eat that, or don't pee on the floor, or whatever, right? A two-year-old is not going to understand. And Facebook, their advertising platform, is a two-year-old. Now look at Google. Google's had 10 years to put together all kinds of systems and processes and engineers and all the kind of things that you'd expect from a mature advertising platform. Facebook, I think they've publicly said that they have only two or three dozen engineers. I know that number's growing in terms of the ad platform, not overall, but the ad platform. And they're hiring to support people, but, you know, when they started out, they didn't know. To their, you know, defense, they didn't know what was going to happen in terms of what advertisers would do, and invariably, some people are going to get hurt. It's just like a judge who's trying to decide who's guilty and who's not guilty. Some people that he presumes innocent are actually guilty, and some that he says are guilty go to the, you know, whatever, electric chair. For for me, Dennis, personally, I have a hard time accepting that only because your ads are going through review, and and I understand that they're they're the two-year-old, but then you go out and you hire people that have the experience from the, from the AdWords platform or what have you, um, by just upsetting a bunch of affiliates and having them now migrate their business to my ads or to Plenty of Fish or anywhere else. Um, yeah. And at the same time, I'm seeing the opposite. There's, I've also gotten information without disclosing much that they're, they're rapidly raising accounts. Because what I think happened after a week is they went, oh, my gosh, we just shut down all this revenue. Somebody's like, well, you have to have some revenue because if there's rumors that go going public or what have you. If any of these things yeah. um, are true, you can't just cut off $8 million a week. And, again, this is just a number I came up with myself looking at our personal spend along with some of our larger publishers in our media buying alliance. Um, when you see a, a number like that get cut off, uh, you know, perfect example on uh, on, on Easter Sunday, I had you know I had somebody blow for a cap and deliver me 800 leads uh, and the only reason was uh, on Easter Sunday, Facebook ten times his, his cap, just randomly, just ten yeah. times they raised his cap out. Um, so it's just, which just tells me that they're thinking, hey, you know, certain we're going to have certain accounts spend a lot more to try and make up, which we don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, but, and I don't, but the, I don't the, think the, we're in disagreement. The, if I can interject, right, you're right, saying but, that Facebook has been somewhat inconsistent and it isn't fair to a number of the folks. But I think we're in agreement there. They are working as hard as they can. I've talked to some of the folks who are working on some of these algorithms to put in processes. For example, we've talked about um, whitelisting, where there's a progressive whitelist. The more you spend, the more people, Dennis, people are are the the first processes here that have to be fixed because people are the ones that actually, these are manually reviewed every ad. So why why does you know John Fondi say yes to one ad and Dennis you say no to one ad and then if it's an ad that I challenge then then my rep would be like oops sorry we made a mistake go ahead it's approved it's just it, it's so inconsistent so from a business model it's such a flaw right now uh, to be so inconsistent and that, that that's the problem I have is that this full inconsistency and the way that they're reporting it is everybody's getting the exact same letter saying that your ad quality is poor, it's not adding to our user experience, you have some of the, the, the least quality ads, which even I think that's flawed, Dennis. I believe that what they're doing when they're sending that letter is they're going after every one of the bigger non-name brand buyers and saying that they've gotten the most complaints. It's not complaints. What it is, it's based upon volume. I don't think they're saying, okay, Kevin's bought 8 billion impressions over the past seven months, and out of those 8 billion impressions, let's divide that into how many people click don't like, and let's take a look at it that way. 
Because what I can tell you is when we looked at our uh, our region, the Facebook, it was uh, 30 to 50-year-olds, 12% of 30 to 50-year-olds, a little bit over 12% have clicked on one of our ads in the past seven months. So that's how much reach we've gotten. So um, I don't think they're looking at that when they're looking at, at the at their people clicking like or don't like or, or what have you. So I just, I, I think it's very, very flawed right now, and I think that they're, they're going to notice the, the mistakes they made, but they're going to notice them way too late in the game. Well, sometimes hey. when you're the big giant, you can <coughs> have the luxury of making those sorts of pronouncements, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people, have pe- pe- people are very unforgiving, Google, Dennis, Google so sometimes you down. make those mistakes when, when you are a big giant, traffic, but, you know, no most choice. giants tumble at some point. Not really much of a choice. And I think you're starting right. to see that with Facebook. I don't think they're at the point where they're the monopoly, where they can just do whatever mm-hmm. they want. I think they've been right. reasonably responsive. For a lot of the folks who have problems, I, I, you know, I, you can I wholeheartedly say, disagree we, with you, but we can take that conversation on a different... Uh, myself and every other media buyer I work with disagrees with you. <laughs> Sorry? But I, I, said, I said myself and every other media buyer I, uh, I work with would wholeheartedly disagree with you, but we could have this conversation offline. I, I think it's. Uh, I, I think they're making a big mistake, but that's me. That's my opinion. Okay. I'll just. I'll tell you that we have had some of our. We've received some of those notices for some of the accounts that we've had, and right. a couple of those are actually big brand advertisers, where there is absolutely sure. nothing at all. You know, one is a major dairy manufacturer on the East Coast. Right. I mention the right. name, everyone knows who they are. Right. Of course, I understand. And we. But then there. Are, so I. I'll just tell you from anecdotal. Our view that it has been somewhat inconsistent, and we are, we're quite frustrated by that. At the same time, Facebook, I don't think they have quite enough support staff to handle everything. So they're, from what I can tell, is they're responding to the guys who are spending the, the largest of the budget. And they've been spending those minimums, the, the, the minimums needed to be able to have a direct rep are increasing. Right. So they're obviously hiring staff to support, but... I think the demand, for better or worse, is actually outstripping their ability to support it. Right. Makes, Which then causes sense. things like this. So I, I'm, I think I'm in agreement with you. Sure. Well, great, guys. Uh, hey, when uh, we've got just, uh, just a little bit more to go here. Dennis, um, we, when you were out here... Um, you, we took uh, the opportunity to go to some of the guests uh, that were here at our little mini summit here. We had people from UPS uh, were here. We had real estate agents. Uh, we had uh, a couple of uh, politicians that were here. We had uh, a couple of restaurant owners. There was kind of a, a, a theme that went through all of their, They were all pretty proud of their websites, but there was a kind of a theme that you uncovered uh, in, uh, in, in a lot of the websites. Let's talk a little bit about what you saw. So you see that website owners, it's like going to the mechanic saying, you know, my car is broken. I don't understand why. The mechanic comes back and says, well, that'll be $10,000. And there's a bit of this, well, I'm going to have to trust you because I'm not a mechanic going on where someone thinks, well, do I need to spend 500 bucks on a website? Do I need to spend 10000 bucks?" And we all understand what that is because we're mechanics, but think about it from the standpoint of these small business guys. So this lady who manages or helps manage to spend on 60 local UPS stores. She knows about how UPS stores operate. And she may, or, you know, the local politician, he may understand what his constituency is, but he doesn't understand websites, he doesn't understand Facebook, he doesn't understand how much he needs to spend. So what we said was, look, it's this easy. It's all about your return on ad spend or your ROI. You spend a dollar of advertising, how much revenue do you get? And when we started drawing that out on the board and we started going through several of the websites, auditing several of the folks who were in the crowd, 
it became rapidly clear, well, no one's really measuring ROI. They're spending these marketing dollars. Well, I've got this, I'm spending 7,000 bucks a month on TV, but I don't really know what it does. Or I'm spending, you know, this much on direct mail, or I spent, I gave this guy five or 10 grand to build a website, but I don't really know what's going on. And so we demonstrated, you know, hey, what is Google Analytics? I know this is obvious to this crowd, but hey, this is how you do analytics. This is how you track conversions. Anyone who's in the affiliate space, just, you know, we're experts and we understand you spend a dollar, you better get back, you know, $5, $6, whatever the number is, you need to get back to where you're happy. But to be able to apply that affiliate mentality on, hey, I need to get a certain amount of money back was completely foreign and just totally blew their minds. And that's what we want to offer with Ad Boutique and these packages where we know we can do it. If you're a veterinarian, bam, there's our package. Real estate agent, bam, there's a package we've already made. The measurement's already in place. Pre-built Facebook campaigns, pre-built Google campaigns. I think that's where the future of affiliate marketing is, and that's why we're working with Ad Boutique to make it happen. Well, we certainly are, are great and grateful that you're that you're here with us, Dennis. Always a great insight on the show. Now, you and I are going to get together on uh, on Friday of this week for for a little lunch. How's that sound? Let's do it. Okay, great. We're talking with Dennis Hsu. Dennis is a, a real rock star in the industry, featured guest speaker all over the country. He travels more than Waldo, but he's right here in Vegas. We're going to take advantage of it as well, and it's, it's a, pr- a privilege and a pleasure to have you on the show. Dennis, hope you'll come back and see us again. Thanks, John. All righty. Hey, we're going to take another break. Uh, two-thirds of the show in the can on the back porch and a mayonnaise jar on Funkin' Wagnalls, and we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and talk a little <laughs> bit about the economy. When we come back, we've got Bennett Kelly from the Internet Law Center going to break out some information, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit as we kind of close the show. And then, of course, Kevin and I are going to talk about some exciting stuff that we've got going on in AdTech San Francisco, which was coming up in just a couple of weeks. So, again, tossing it back to you, Brasco, in the studio. I'm the Big Fabu, John Fondi. We'll be right back after some very, very short, informative messages. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from Revenue Wire. Thank you. Since I signed up with Revenue Wire, conversions have increased dramatically. Revenue Wire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Pareto Logic, and Avonquest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher. Thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. 
Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, and welcome back again to the final section of InboxRadio.com. This is the Big Fabu. I'm John Fondi, kind of talking a little bit, uh, of course, about uh, AvCon 2010, talking with Darren Babin about that show. Dennis Yu uh, talked about local marketing and also some issues that are going on in the Facebook arena. And, uh, of course, now it gives me great pleasure to welcome to our show from the Internet Law Center, uh, overlooking the gracious white sands of Santa Monica in, uh, in the Santa Monica Bay. We're talking about Bennett Kelly. Bennett, welcome to the show. Welcome, Thank you, Bennett. John. Always a pleasure. <laughs> hey, I'll kind of, kind of start things out here a little bit about, um, you know, now that, uh, that things are starting to come out, you know, we, we talk about, you know, economy and the way economy is going and how it kind of rolls back into what we do in the internet marketing field and, and all of that. So I want to kind of get into some things here as well. In your, your opinion, Bennett, what, how, where do you think we're at, uh, you know, as in the economy? I mean, we're told time and time again it's turning around, but unemployment seems to be going up. It seems like the only thing that's making out right now is the stock market, and that seems to be overinflated as well. So, so what are your thoughts on, on the economy? Well, the, the latest job figures were pretty good, actually. Um, um, it seems that the, the, the number of jobs loss has leveled out, and that if you do a plot, it seems like each month we're losing less, and we actually had some job gains uh, in, um, two, actually for the last five months. So, um, you know, there's, uh, the economy is coming back slowly. Um, unfortunately, unemployment's always a lagging indicator of a recovery, and so usually you start to see um, um, GDP go up before you see unemployment um, resume um, back to normal levels. But um, yeah, I'm actually seeing some anecdotal anecdotal things. Um, restaurants that had closed two years ago now all of a sudden are reopening, and um, you know there are some signs of life. Well, I know particularly, you know, you're living in California. It seems like California uh, is just, it just seems every time they turn around, it's just they're, they're kind of they're kind of digging themselves deeper in a hole. And they say when you find yourself digging, digging a hole, stop digging. Are you seeing any of that in California in your home state? Well, California's had it really bad because they were, one, they were really hit hard by the, um, the whole foreclosure um, catastrophe. And, you know, and the economy was slowing down in general anyway. And so you know, they've had some hard times. And um, it's 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 starting to come back, but 
again, you know, we're, we have one of the highest levels of unemployment. At one point, um, we were one of the second or third largest um, states in terms of un, you know, percentage unemployed. Got a well, round table. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, John. I was going to say, I also saw when I was working out this morning, uh, Bennett, that uh, the state of California is closing uh, its non-essential government services, or they're proposing to, and then open only three days a week. Do, do you, can you shed any light on that? I, 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 you know, I haven't seen that. I didn't get a chance to read today's paper yet. But um, okay. it's funny. When I lived in D.C., there, when you had a snowstorm, um, they would always say, you know, um, only essential government personnel um, only, you know, need, need report. And so the right. question is, is, do you consider yourself essential or not? And it was kind of a running joke about whether, well, maybe we just keep the people who show up on snow days. But um, That's funny. I think California is, you know, they've definitely had some serious cutbacks. Um, you're seeing um, in, in the, a lot of it, unfortunately, is happening in the educational system. You're seeing people unable to get classes. Um, what normally would take a student, you know, four years to graduate, now it takes five or six just because they can't. You know, classes are full. Um, you're seeing it um, in you know, government offices being closed at least one, um, one, one day a week. And um, if you're a state employee, you lost about 14% of your income last year through um, forced fur uh, furloughs. And, uh, and, and we still don't have a budget. And um, we're going to have another Amazon tax battle. Um, I'm going to be going right. to Sacramento in two weeks, actually, to meet with some people up there. And um, so, you know, it, California has some issues to address. And, 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 of course, it doesn't help that this is really happening during a, a very charged political environment where we have a governor's race. And right. um, and very heated one actually. Very um, true. Uh, a couple of questions for you. Hey, Brasco, what do you think of what do you think of Walmart? I love it. I go about once a week to go shopping. Was uh, it ninety percent of people live within uh, fifteen miles of Walmart? I have yeah. one five minutes from my house. Yeah, I'm super super center. They say that Walmart, you know, underpay, Walmart underpays their people. They're not unionized, and a lot of people don't like them. What's your take on Walmart, Bennett? Well, you know, Walmart's an interesting um, company to study. Um, you know, one, you know, there, there are a lot of those allegations that are out there, and um, you know, to a certain extent, they're true. Um, but you know, Walmart, unlike Amazon, actually does pay local taxes, although they you know, they're sometimes criticized for um, locating in the uh, fringe town outside an urban area and negotiating sweetheart deals, and then not necessarily always living up to the promises. Um, Walmart mm -hmm. actually supported healthcare. Walmart's supporting um, the cap and trade bill. So you know, Walmart um, isn't necessarily a monolith of you know of one. Uh, you can necessarily put in one corner it's a it's a diverse company doing a lot of different things some of it probably right some of them probably not so right but um, all right i'm i'm going to throw some meat into the thank you for letting me interrupt you throw some meat into the ring right now americans spend 36 million dollars every hour of every day at walmart that works about uh, out to be about 20 thousand nine hundred and twenty eight dollars profit um every single minute um they uh, there are bigger than Home Depot, Kroger, Target, Sears, Costco, and Kmart combined. They're the largest private employer, and most of the people speak English. 
Um, they, uh, you know, during the same period of time that has just come up, 31 supermarket chains, uh, they were they got bankruptcy protection. They sell more food than any other store in the world, and uh, there's uh, there's about 7.2 purchasing experiences a year. And as you said, 90% of the people, Kevin, live within 15 miles of Walmart. So having set that up, let me say this right now. Okay, now. You take a situation like that, and my thought is, why don't we just take the people who run Walmart and get them to fix our economy? And the reason I say that is the post office was established in 1775. They had 234 years to get it right. Social Security was established in 1935. It's broke after 74 years. Fannie Mae, 71 years. Um, uh, you know, Freddie Mac had 39 years. It's broke. And the Department of Energy, listen to this. They were, it was created in 1977. And the reason for that was it was designed to, to lessen our dependence on foreign oil. It has 16,000 employees and its budget of $24 billion a year. And we still import more oil than we had. So actually, let's talk about things on that, actually. Actually, a lot of the Department of Energy's budget is defense. Um, a lot of the nuclear research is done through the Department of Energy, and um, if we, when the Department of Energy was formed under Carter, um, you know, President Carter had established certain, um, you know, fuel efficiency standards, you know, what we call CAFE standards for auto fleets, and if they had stayed in place and and gone at the the level of increase that had been initially established, um, we would not be importing foreign oil right now. When, who who do you think uh, who was responsible for changing it? Well, um, you know, it's both sides actually. You know, Reagan came in and immediately stopped um, any further, um, you know, um, enforcement of the cafe standards standards or, or, or excuse me, increasing the cafe standards. And then 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 when Clinton came in, he didn't push it either. So um, you know, both sides are to blame on that. But you know, there that that's just a, you know, one example of um, had a very well, the relative, easy to say it's simple. You know, I'm, I'm not Detroit. I don't have to comply with it. But um, you know that that one thing could have had a major major impact. Yeah, scale of one <laughs> to ten. Uh, uh, you know, scale scale of one to ten, the direction that you see our economy going in now. Are we going to be broke in ten years, Bennett? No, I mean the one. The economy is a cyclical. Two, all evidence are are that we're on a rebound. Um, so, but obviously, you know, the, the debt is an issue, and particularly when you know, China has so much of our currency. And um, but I'm optimistic. Well, I mean, any time that you have that much debt against a currency uh, like like that, obviously the value of that money goes down, and the and the, the credit rating goes down. Particularly when you look at the 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 amount of debt we have compared to our gross domestic product. Um, that seems to be getting higher and higher uh, on that. How do you stop a roller coaster on a slippery slope? Um, are, you, are we mixing metaphors? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I think um, clearly we had some major expenditures, but in the rec- you know, in, in prior in prior events um, when we've had major crises, um, you've had to you know spend a certain amount of money to, to address it you know and for example in the during the depression um, we had the bailouts um, which were huge sums of money but and look at what's happening now we're, we're actually getting profit on some of the money we gave in some of the bailouts so um, 
you know, hopefully, you know, in the next couple of years, you know, we'll see a little more leveling out of the uh, the fiscal situation. Hey, Kevin, you're, you got any input from from your side of the the fence on on where you see the economy at now and where it's going? Um, you know, it, it's. I mean, we're, uh, you make a great point, John, uh, in regards to the stock market going up. I mean, that's great. I was looking today and. Uh, um, what was it? Uh, Priceline was at uh, fifty-two week low was fifty uh, or eighty-four dollars, and it's now at two hundred and fifty-six dollars. You know, a lot of stocks have definitely have made a great recovery. I know personally that we've uh, recovered uh, quite a bit of our uh, our personal losses in regards to our investments. Um, but you know, it, to me, the system is so broken right now, and I don't want to get on, on a political rant that it's gonna it's gonna be a while for us to get a lot of this fixed, unfortunately. Um, you know, lucky for us in our industry, there's still a lot of opportunity. Um, but it's you know, it's not a uh, it's not a very pleasant uh, place out there. Uh, ben and I realize you're saying businesses are opening and things are happening, but at the same time, um, there's more people unemployed right now, you know, than, than there ever has been, right? You know, and the the homeless rate, at least in Vegas, is one uh, percent of the population. So it's not that uh, you know, I, I I don't see the upswing yet. I'd, I'd like to see it. I absolutely would, but uh, I think it'll be a while for recovery. No, and it's, and it's, you know, you're, Kevin's right, and um, it's interesting because you know, this is very much parallel to Reagan's um, right. um, first, first midterm election, and that, and actually, um, Obama may be just a little bit luckier by just by a couple of percentage points. But there, you know, you have a very high unemployment, and Reagan actually had it worse than that. I think when he was going into the election, it was still going up, and um, and so you have a very dire situation, and Reagan. Um, had took a beating on, on the House side. He lost over 20 seats, and he om- almost lost the Senate. Um, the um, the Republicans um, had a five-vote um, majority in the Senate, and um, if you took, uh, I think I did the count. If you took like um, 200,000 votes and shifted them around in five states or six states, the Democrats would have had a, a two-vote majority, and that's that's how close you know it was. And ironically, what saved Reagan was the moderates in New, in New England and in the North, right. um, who, who squeaked by. But yeah, so we're kind of facing, you know, another, you know, hell. I, this is the, the worst year to be up for um, re-election, and um, and it, it's a tough situation. And you know, how do you say, um, well, you know, trust me, in November that's going to be better in March. Sure. Well, yeah, it's a good point. When you go back to the the, the transition between Carter and Reagan. Um, you look at the situation of where, yeah, unemployment was uh, was at an all-time high. I think at one point it got up as, as high as 18%, I believe, and the highest tax bracket that, that we saw that was up in the 70s. But it got corrected. So my point there, Bennett, is that that we've, we've done it before, and, um, and uh, I, I think that if everybody pulls together, Democrats, Republicans, and all, we, we can do it again. And, and uh, I think it's just uh, the fact of any time that you've got a, uh, a political powerhouse, as we saw back in those days, and we see now. The, what's going to end up happening is, I think, partisanship is going to go out the window, and people are going to start voting with voting out of fear. And uh, and we'll see. We will see it correct. You betcha. And you, know, you look at, um, for example, you know, sometimes you know the market or you know, other forces you know, force the, the government to address things. You know, for example, under Bush, you know, the, the father, father Bush, you know, we had was it Black Monday when all of a sudden, um, you know, a major drop in the stock market, and, and all of a sudden Washington started paying attention to the deficit. So you know, sometimes you know things happen. Um, and you know, alarm bells go off, and, and people respond when we need to. You know, we've uh, we've always been a resilient people, and 
I don't see why it should be any different. Hey, one last. So we've got about a minute left. Uh, your input on uh, on healthcare and what we could see coming out of that. Just to me. Yes, I'm Bennett. Um, well, I, I think it's, you're going to see a lot of you know, ongoing debate, and uh, you know, I think it's the issue is just going to be pretty much stay the same as it is now, um, you know, because a lot of the there won't be much seen by November, and um, I just found the whole thing disappointing. One of the uh, I actually know one of the people whose um, congresswoman whose um, office was shot at, and um, you know, this woman's just an outstanding person, and you know, her husband's an astronaut for Christ's sakes. And you know, these are the type of people you, you're shooting at. Um, it's kind of unfortunate. Well, yeah. listen. Last last thing that uh, that that basically I want to say on that note, Kevin. I'll give you the last word. There are actually people that I've been doing research. There's actually people now that are actually going into doctors' offices and going into hospitals and say and basically saying, "Hey, I'm here for whatever." And uh, basically, you know. They're saying, "Hey, charge it, charge it to the government," and these people aren't even aware that this thing isn't going to go in, into effect in its majority. Yeah, for and then John, years. you get the guy that uh, in Virginia, the urologist, that put a sign up and said, well, uh, "Florida, if you are, uh, I'm sure you heard about this, Bennett." Yeah, he said, "If you if you voted for Obama, you're not welcome here." And uh, and and he wrote, "It doesn't start in four years; it starts now." Uh, it starts um, now. Yeah. Three, and and. I heard he did it more for a uh, a uh, advertising or you know controversial stunt just to get some, uh, which he did. He did great. CNN picked it up right away. Not so great in that he may be investigated for violating his Hippocratic oath, and um, <laughs> basically, in, in that sense, I, what I, he's I saying a, a, you know, between the lines is, "I'm denying care to you if you're an Obama supporter," which you know it. It may be a somewhat of a stretch, but um, I think he's well, being looked at right. because of that. But he said he would not. He said he was doing it more just to make a statement that he, but he would not refuse care to anybody. Yeah, well, you know, but I mean, who knows? I'm not defending the guy at all. Well, just, no, but uh, whenever there's a charge, you don't want to be the first person in the front. <laughs> the right, exactly. Right yeah, well, here, actually, so, we um, have been a couple times, Bennett. And you're right; it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, hey, keep your ears to the ground, guys. There's a lot of doctors out there are now going to an all-cash system uh, because of really? Medicare and the Medicaid and uh, the insurance reimbursements. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot more of that. That's the one thing that I'm noticing in healthcare that's taking place now is doctors are basically going to all-cash. And when you think about that, Bennett, and I think I'm waiting for the guys to give me the time here. We might have 30 seconds left. When you think about that, it, uh, it makes a lot of sense because um, – uh, because if you can go in on a cash payment and you've got a, uh, a medical savings account uh, and then you've got uh, insurance policy for catastrophic, you actually could come out actually smelling pretty sweet in one of those cash-only situations, Bennett. Well, or the, yeah, or the flip side is, is that that would make you a better consumer of um, you know, medical dollars because you know, yep. you're actually feeling the pain. And the problem is, is though, then basically that just puts a, a more burden on consumers at a very difficult time in the economy. And um, you know when you have to, you know, obviously Aetna's not going to pay you overnight if they pay mm -hmm. you, and so I think a lot of consumers are frustrated over that. Great, but they hey, understand great. why doctors are doing it. Yep, great show, everybody. Hey, Clickfather, um, let's talk just very quickly. What's going on in San Francisco? Well, San Fran, as I mentioned earlier, um, us uh, in the Mand affiliates and uh, Webmaster Radio. Um, are doing a little cruise. There'll be details. If you know anybody at our company, just contact us. We'll give you details. It is a very small event, but we're doing that on Monday night. Um, we're doing a group wine tasting on Sunday with a few of our select affiliates. Um, you know, the, the, the theme is uh, 
we appreciate you. So the theme is going to be the affiliates that are working with us closely, the media buyers that are working with us closely. We want to show them our appreciation. We've rented a very large house again out there. Some of them are staying with us. So it's just going to be a, a week of fun. We'll be out there for a full week just uh, having fun and getting spend time bonding with our affiliates. Well, we certainly appreciate Brasco giving us a little extra time to get that in. Again, I'm the Big Fabu. This is Inboxed Radio. Of course, you can see us every week at 2 p.m. on Wednesday Live and 5 p.m. on the East Coast. This is John Fondi, the Big Fabu with Inboxed Radio. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.